Hello and welcome back to the Marks Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. And this week we are talking about the brand new movie, Dune, uh, from 2021. I'm not sure if you have any fun facts. <laughs> uh, yeah, directed by Denis Villeneuve, Kane film filmmaker. That's where we hail, hail from. Uh, it has a really good cast. Timmy Chalamet, Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård, Zendaya, Javier Bardem, the list goes on. Yeah, really good cast. Shot by Greg, Greg Fraser, who, Fraser, who's doing Batman upcoming in a few months. Right, yeah. A lot of good talent behind this movie. Yeah, we actually just went to go see this movie. Um, still, you know, trying to process a little bit. But I, I liked it a lot more than I thought it would going into it. Mm-hmm. It feels, to me at least, kind of like a sword and like sandals type epic, but mm-hmm. sci-fi. Yeah, which I really appreciate. Did you kind of get that same sort of vibe from it? Yeah, that's definitely the way the book feels too. From what I've read, listened to so far, um, is because like a lot of old storytelling is well, sixties. It wasn't really a, a thing in the sixties when, when Frank Herbert wrote the book. Mm-hmm. So what he, what he was going off of was sword and sandals. How right. how we how how if we combine that this epic style with potentially future future technology. So that's the, it is definitely what he goes for. I think Danny Villeneuve was able to interpret that well. I, I really like that sort of style thing. And like the, the thing that stood out to me most in this movie was just the cinematography, how like, uh, like the placement of the shots and like just how epic on scale it is. Like, mm-hmm. like it was shot like in IMAX, so it wasn't like on film, but it felt like film in a way to me. Um, and like they really use that to advantage to like enhance uh, the CGI. Like the CGI felt more grounded than I find like Marvel movies or Star Wars or anything like that. Like it feels, I don't know, more raw and more, I don't know, possible, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing looks out of place. Like you don't see a weird audio. Like it's some of our Marvel movies, you see a character. You see Tony Stark's head in Civil War mm-hmm. at the at the airport. It's like it doesn't even look look like it, like it's there. Yeah, you don't have that with any scene in, in this movie. Like mm-hmm. everything looks there, like it. And this movie looks practical and like lived in. Yeah, I think it's part of the part of the design of the, of the sets and whatever, and the production design. But like, yeah, the VFX, VFX artists were clearly knew what they were doing. They made everything look really good. I think part of it is more time because this movie was delayed of COVID I think right, that yeah. gave a lot more time to, for artists to do their thing do you know when they started production on that uh, I'll say it was 2018 okay so, so <laughs> that, like, that was a pretty long yeah, time yeah like it, it, this is a, it was an epic production if I recall but, yeah yeah okay and also to like add to the epicness was just the soundtrack by Hans Zimmer which was amazing well <laughs> where we were sitting like we could feel like like the bass just like rumbling our seats which I I I appreciate it because, like, you had, like, this full immersion because, like, it's, like, shot in, like, this huge epic scale. You have yeah. this huge epic music, like, physically moving you. Yeah. Uh, it really added uh, to my personal experience. Like, it's just, obviously, I feel as though this is the type of movie that you can't watch at home and have the same sort of experience. The only thing I would like watching at home, though, <laughs> is subtitles because there's t- moments in this movie, that's one of my complaints, where I didn't understand what they were saying. Yeah. Like they're whispering and they have accents and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, please speak up louder. And then uh, when they speak in the other language, I'm like, oh, thank God, I can finally read subtitles, I know what's happening. Uh, did you find that too? Yeah, especially like, I, I like how they do the the, the voice, right? Uh, yeah. as it's called in this movie. Um, I'm, 
I, I recently watched the, the David Lynch version from the 80s. They did do it more weirdly there. This one kind of feels like it's a, it's a whisper, yet it's also power powerful and it's complicated, to say the least. Mm-hmm. But that's how it's, how it's described in the, in the book. Um, yeah, I think subtitles would be good because yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, it's like like most Hans Zimmer things, I feel like the score sometimes overpowers the that dialogue. And also it's, it's a lot of like whispering and like yeah. low tones, hush-hush. Yeah. Uh, especially like uh, maybe the mon- yeah the most I saw it was when like Timothy Chalamet was interacting with his mom. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so in the last in the latter part of the movie, yeah, when where it's mostly just just them, they're they're talking very quietly. I mean, I get it. You, know, you don't want to spook the sense the sandworms and the fremen. And I get why, but it's just a little hard hard for for, for the audience. So yeah. definitely some good, good pair of headphones. Some subtitles would be probably yeah, and even like. Uh, like I found the utilized background noise a lot to like add uh, like a placement for the viewer, um, but I in some places that kind of hindered it because I would like to maybe like for some of the mixing to kind of bring the background noise down a little bit. I found it like especially when we first meet uh, Jason Momoa's character, um, like you're in like that hangar, yeah, and I found it like to be quite no- noisy and it was like kind of hard to hear uh, how they were interacting. Yeah. So like there, like it was nice that you're, you were pl- being placed in like this hangar, which would be allowed. Yeah, but you can still have that background noise, but maybe just turn it a little bit. Turn turn the knob, just like maybe like a, a, a couple notches yeah. down. Uh, but that, that that's just yeah. me. But uh, that that's the one way I think it would be best at home is just for the, the subtitles. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, uh, great theater experience movie. Yeah. I'd, I, I, I'm pulling out the extra money to go into the extra theater. Was it what it's called? I'm already have like extra sound stuff, extra whatever. Like the th- mm-hmm. theater one at Grand Park. Well, that, that's my go-to theater is Grand Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, good experience there consistently. Um, yeah. Yeah. Having, having that, paying the extra money to get that extra, extra space and sound was just... Top notch. Money, money well spent. Especially for something like Dune, where it's a, where it's a visual, odd auditory masterpiece. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, what about the acting? What do you think of the, of the acting in this one? I thought it was good. Um, it's hard to want to get a lot of character work. It's, this isn't a very character driven movie. Like all the character work is coming from from, from Tony Chalamet. Mm-hmm. He's he's like he he's. Him and Jessica are the only ones with 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 an arc that like change. You can kind of see how they change from beginning to end, mm-hmm. um, and that relationship, which is complicated because like it's he's she's his mom, but she's not the his, queen. Yeah, because or or like the the because she's a concubine, yeah. not the wife. And they kind of explain in the book, book how like she's the concubine, but like he doesn't have any other concubines that he's. And like he'll have to talk about how he wishes that he had married her. Yeah, because uh, like he mentions that the night he dies. Yeah, and they do mention that in the book is how like. One reason why he doesn't marry her is because, like, all this ceremonial and, like, bureaucracy shit that he doesn't, that he doesn't want to deal with. Right. Yeah. And that she, she doesn't want to deal with either. Yeah. So, it's, I think it just makes sense to be concubine, but, like, they still have, have, have that love and tenderness in a relationship, mm-hmm. which is nice. But, yeah. Very Ferguson and Timmy Chalamet are the ones that do most of the, um, that carry a lot of this movie on their shoulders. Most of the movie is them. I mean, I'm not sure if you've heard... I'm not sure if you know anything that happened in the book, but there's a lot of action and a lot of turmoil that the House of Trades goes through. So it is, it is mostly then. A lot of the characters that are in the first half are really good. 
Mm-hmm. But most of it is Rick Ferguson and Timmy Chalamet. Yeah, and I thought that they had a, a pretty good chemistry uh, together, uh, where like they seemed like close, but also like tense because yeah. because like I feel as though like Timothy Chalamet's character kind of in a way resents his mother for forcing him to be a part of like her religious culty thing. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't really understand why he's like. like well, like they mentioned, like he's part of two. Like air, air, like whatever it's called. Like what they say. Like it, he's part of like two bloodlines or like two. Yeah. Like like uh, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. They say Atreides isn't his only birthright. Birth. There we go. Thank yeah. You. Yes. Yeah. So so basically, like like he's like a king or like a, a ruler in two sides of his family, which I thought was interesting and like to kind of see his struggle like between his mom and dad in his acting was uh, really well done. Um, I was shocked at how good Timothy Chalamet was. Like, I, I find, like, I don't know, he, he's kind of in everything now. Yeah. Um, I've always seen him in uh, Lady Bird. Yeah. And he's uh, kind of an asshole in that movie uh, on purpose, <laughs> but I was like, no, he's fine. But uh, to see him in this movie, uh, it really helped me understand why he is a little bit more prominent uh, yeah. nowadays. Because, no, he, he did a really good job. And, then, like, why he can be a lady man. Because, like, in... The little little women is what I'm most familiar with him. He 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 is m- m- more a spring character right. to Shosha Ronan, but in this one like he is a really good lean man. He's he has a almost like a old school Johnny Depp esque appeal, like where he's kind of just like he, he's attractive, but he's not. But he's a little, he's a little bit too weird, mm-hmm. which I think works for him. Well, I mean, he's gonna play Willy Wonka, just like <laughs> Johnny Depp. Yes, he is. Oh, I am so excited about that movie because it's Paul King who has done Carrington one and two. If they weren't, if he wasn't attached to that movie, I would not be nearly as excited for it. Yeah, because it's, it's Paul King. I'm like, I think that is the same grace that it'll hopefully not be like a creepy dark movie, like yeah, uh, the Johnny Depp, uh, Willy Wonka. Cause, well, because Willy Wonka is kind of a dark character. Oh, very. Like, he's a slave owner, basically of the Oopaloopas, and kills children. <laughs> like it's a little weird, uh, but uh, I think it'll be an interesting, uh, an interesting movie. Least problematic uh, American businessman. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> average, a- average American businessman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anyways, back back to the movie. Um, uh, what else do you have to say about it? Oh man, like I guess we can, have you seen the David Lynch movie from the no, eighties? Okay, okay. Well, I feel like there's a good comparison they made because like David Lynch wasn't familiar. He wasn't really very familiar with Dune when he made the movie. Right. He he kind of just he made two really two really good good, good movies all of a sudden. Here, have some money and make a make a sci-fi epic. He's like, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Dale Lynch is very. If you get money, it's not good. Yeah, Dale Lynch needs to stay in, in his pocket, but his pocket mm-hmm. is weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and and doing is weird, but like you you, you can't give him a budget with that. Yeah, this movie, they Dave Lynch is good with the weird stuff, and he's good, and he's good with, with the budget. He's done. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner didn't. Did, they were kind of bond, but they but they knew okay this guy has potential he has that vision that you mm-hmm. need to do something like Dune so like I think I think Arrival was his big current party after Blade Runner that kind of got him into more good graces with producers and stuff he was able finally to make Dune which is his passion project right yeah uh, there's rumors about him doing a Star Wars movie he's like, he said nope I want Dune right so. Yeah. And, and like you were saying also about, like, the David Lynch, like, it's rushed, right? Because, like, they do the whole book in one movie. And how long is the movie? Like, two and a half hours? Two sixteen. 
So that's pretty yeah, short. It, it, it's very short to do. When, like, this movie was two and a half hours, and we were only halfway through. Yeah. But I, like, usually, like, let's say, like, with The Hobbit, where they split up a children's book into three pieces. Yeah. That, I thought, was, like, a terrible idea. Yeah. Whereas this one, it, it felt right to be slow and epic and kind of taking your time uh, and, like, not, like, adding a bunch of fluff. Like, I felt like, like, we see, like, these long, like visual shots of like the scenery and stuff and i think that is very important to this movie and i think it probably relates more to the book like you're actually like reading the book yeah um how like do you think that that's right like, like that it's nice to be a little bit like slower paced and like not rushing it yeah because like again the the lynch movie i think the fall of Atreides comes in about just over halfway through mm-hmm. so a lot of the th- the ha- last half of the movie is rushing through all this character stuff where everybody becomes the god king of the world. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But having part two be the entirety of his journey Mm -hmm. of him learning the ways of the desert and conquering the stuff that he has to do in in, in the third third (laughs) act. And everybody becomes the god God king of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Or or something like that. But like, yeah. Having that be it's totally one movie instead of like the last 30, 30, 30 minutes of something else. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a lot better because yeah, the movie the Lynch version is very like, oh, now he's now he's now he's now, now he's God King after yeah. instead of like seeing his struggles and like seeing kind of what leads yeah. up to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, well, I feel so. This movie has a lot of like I don't know parallels to like religion and stuff. Uh, you might be able to speak better than that, but like even like the pose of Oscar Isaac when he dies looked. Like a Jesus pose, yeah, right. Like, like I, I don't know which exact painting, but he looks like, uh, uh, I think, either Mary or like Jesus, yeah, uh, when they died. Yes, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but like, yeah, this is the movie where he's naked and like he has he has a, have a, have a sacrificial role, yeah, um, and his death is not one that as if it's kind of like a Judas death, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like there definitely is a lot of religion in doing like literally the the main quest in the book is literally called the jihad, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they changed the name in this in this one because whatever light some light Islamophobia going on in the West mm-hmm. a little bit yeah um, yeah but Frank Herbert was definitely more inspired by Eastern religion um, yeah there's a lot of more like. Uh, not like Western religion stuff in the book, but like it's it's alluded that House Trey is like a little more like Christian esque mm-hmm. in the beginning, and then it almost is a religious kind of religious deconstruction that goes on with Paul in in the book that that involves more about more mysticism, which I can appreciate as someone who goes from like the dogmatic stuff to the more mysticism and the more universalist nature of religion. I think that's very important, very topical. Um, mm-hmm. Thing to discuss as a lot of people our age are leaving more organized dogmatic stuff for a more empathetic universalist way of viewing the world. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty important to the book. I'm not, I'm not sure if Frank Herbert was religious or not, um, I don't think he was, but he definitely recognized the importance of religion in the world, mm-hmm. like, uh, and like, I and that's what I found interesting. Like, I just finished, uh, what like for university, I just finished watching and reading, um. Rosemary's Baby, uh, which I'm not sure if you know about, but, like, it's from the same era, like, from the 60s, but yeah. it's about, like, uh, like the writer was a Jewish atheist, 
Uh, so he kind of frames religion as uh, kind of like silly or mm-hmm. like, like that, like, because uh, like, like, uh, I'll, I'll spoil it. It's from the 60s, so it's not too much of a spoiler. But yeah. uh, like Rosemary is, she was a Catholic um, and she gets uh, swallowed or like these Satanists like take over her life basically. And they make her give birth to uh, the son of Satan. Oof. Uh, as you do, yep. but, but like basically the framing of it is that like these people are just like normal people who are just like live normal lives and they just happen to be Satan worshippers. Yeah, and so like it's basically supposed to be like like that's the same with like any other religion. Like like they do all these weird things, but they're like but they're also like just normal people. Yeah, and like so he's like kind of making parallel to like Christianity, if, like for specifically that like they worship like this weird god and and like they're just like Satan worshippers. So basically what like, he's tied to. Yeah. So I found it interesting that this one seemed like pro-religion yeah which is like kind of like the opposite of what else was like happening in like the 60s like the 60s was like a pretty like not as religious time like it's kind of an awakening with like the, the hippie movement and stuff is more like new age stuff yeah absolutely. and like this kind of seems like that right like like whereas like rosemary's baby's like against like all new age all everything yeah this one seemed like kind of pro that sort of stuff if that makes sense did you kind of yeah if that makes sense yeah and then you get that this movie yeah frank herbert was I think it's probably inspired by hippies. There's a lot of drugs in this, in this movie. The, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, like, the the spice is supposed to be like a drug, basically. Yeah, it's it's because it does something. It does like part. It's like part hallucinogenic, part like prescription, like strengthening stuff. Strength, <laughs> part. I mean, it, it, it is the key of space travel in this universe, which yeah. is like great. It makes you makes it makes you trip balls. It makes you <laughs> go through space. It's like if like I don't know, like magic mushrooms. It's like, well, yeah, it's like, it's like what, the key is space travel. What if mushrooms plus steroids plus jet fuel? Yeah. Pretty much. It is, all, it is in power form. Yeah, really. And it's just all over this one planet, which is, yeah. I like how it does talk about, talk about capitalism and, like, specifically, like, I do like how much it emphasizes, like, the role of the indigenous people on, on Arrakis. Mm-hmm. I don't know like, colonialism tied in the book and the movie, movie where, like, when the Atreides get there, they're like, oh man, these people are going to trust, trust us because we're not rather hard corner. He's like, we've seen other houses before. You're not going to be any, any different. Mm-hmm. And then it does take a lot of work for, for Paul to get to get in close in good group good graces with Stilgar and yeah. his group. And I thought that was like very interesting because it felt like a very colonial movie, right? Like yeah. where they're just coming in, they're like, yeah, the spice is ours now, and yeah, you can just work for us, right? Like, yeah. And they just like expect them, like, oh, like we're coming here, so of course they're gonna like listen to us. So. I am interested to see, like, I haven't read the book, I haven't watched the original movie, so I'm interested to see how they continue to maybe, like, enhance, like, the more, like, uh, quote-unquote, like, indigenous population to, like, be, like, more powerful than, like, they're kind of shown in, like, yeah. the first part. Because, like, in the first one, they're kind of just seen as, like, like, sure, they survived the desert, but, like, we could still wipe them out if we wanted to kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, but that, that, that's kind of what I, how I felt. Like, I would, I'd like to see them maybe a little bit more stronger, but like you're saying, like, that, that might be coming in the second It one. shows that they're divided, is what okay. Doug and Adam says. Like, there's like 10,000 10, 10, in this place, and there's probably a bunch of other places like it. Right. So if they all have 10,000 10, 10, 10, around there, there's probably a million or some of them. Right. So probably a lot of people there. But they're, but they're scattered, and, and they're in their part. That's what makes them... Right, and then Timothy Chalamet will be the one who... Brings them all together, and there'll be an epic battle and all that. Fun most, stuff. most likely. <laughs> well, let's just say it. The, the, what's, what's the bad guy is the emperor? Really? 
Empire, <laughs> Empire bad. Hot take. But I mean, it's pure, a good take. Pure, 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 pure isn't bad. Yes. Um, I, I find that interesting, like, that like we allude to the Emperor, but we never, like, see him. Especially because, like, again, how... So, the David Lynch movie starts with the Emperor. The first mm-hmm. thing you is the Emperor talking to one of the space skill navigators... Saying, "Hey, I'm gonna kill House Reyes. Duke, Duke Leo's gonna do to gain too popular. If he has to be popular, he can potentially usurp me. So I'm gonna combine with the Harkonnens to get to get him out with Atreides. Yeah. So they kind of allude towards that, and then then this one, but like they they never show the Emperor being involved in it. Yeah. They just say the Emperor is signing off this many troops to go help. Uh, yeah. Like they mention him quite a few times. Yeah. But but we never actually get to see the Emperor, uh, which I thought was interesting. I I'm guessing they'll. Have the Emperor in the last film. Also, like the next one. I'm also hoping that Fade is in the new is in the second one because Fade is character played by Sting in the Aged version, n- right. notably the musician. So that's the so, 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 well, the well, the well, person back then. He, he, he plays Fade, and this Fade is not in this version, even though Fade has some really important scenes in the, in the first half of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's not seen it at all in, in this version. Instead, just they just have the one character played by Dave Bautista, mm-hmm. who who is good, and he's he's. A very... I, I I liked him in this one. Like, like he didn't do much, um, uh, but I thought he played his role well. Like he did a good job of not seeming too human, but still humanish. Yeah, he he roamed a lot of racks actually. <laughs> I was hoping that they would bring a little bit more of his wit because like he's he is a he he Dave Bautista is good for more than this. Just, just, just punching people. Yeah, like have you seen my spy? I'm not. Oh, it's actually pretty funny. Okay. I, I like it. It's a cute movie. Like, it's about, like, uh, this little girl who becomes friends with Batista's character, who's a spy. Oh. It's just, like, a fun little, like, family rom-com. Because oh. she falls in love with her mom. Because, oh. of course, she does. Of course, she is. Um, <laughs> but That's it's a fun little movie. I, I, re- I recommend it if you want, like, a fun little movie to watch on, like, a Sunday night with your family that doesn't have any kids because there's violence. Okay, fair. Uh, like, yeah. It's, like, PG-13. That's a fun little movie. But, yes, I, I do see what you're saying, like, how he ca- like, is good in, like, Humorous roles, and I, I agree. Like seeing a little bit more humor in this movie might be nice, but it's because there's really not any comedy in this. No, um, the the only I mean, the only the only comedic lead is Jason Momoa being saying the odd my man or what. Yeah, but 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 he, even he like isn't really funny. He's just a a, a happy character. Yeah. But he, he doesn't really, like, say jokes. Like, there's no. no jokes. There's one jump scare. I'm not sure if you jumped at it. I, I jumped at it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't really think you jumped I thought you jumped too. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I was... That was just a little shocking moment, but yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. All of a sudden, jump. Yeah. Oh. My, my, my my one weakness is jump scares. I hate jump scares. That's oh, true. The, the, that's where It got me, like, like It, it the, the movie. The is. original It? The new one uh, oh. by Machete. I actually just watched it a couple days ago. Have you seen part two yet? No. Okay, it's the funniest new movie of 2017. Okay. It's... No, it came in 2019, the second one. Right. No, yeah. Right. 2017 was the first one. Right. It, too, is really funny. Okay. So The first one had a lot of jump scares. It, okay, it's funnier than I expected. I don't really like it, but it is somewhat funny. Yes, two, two, two is the funny one. Okay, two is. I'm not sure they're the not sure why they did what they did, but two is really funny. Okay, so I'll, I'll check it out. Go into that with that. So, so, do you like it better than the first one? Oh, um, kind of. I like a lot of the cast more in the second one because they're more developed act, developed actors. Right. But like, two is weird, but I like it because it takes leaps and goes for it. 
and takes chances and risks. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Halloween time. I guess I should. Oh, no. Now's the time. Yeah, to the season, as the kids say. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say. Uh, there were some scenes that I felt were a little odd, um, like the random extraction scene. Like, uh, they tried to rescue them from, like, that, uh, from the worm. That's an important scene in the book that shows that Duke Leto does care about the people more than the spice. Okay. That that scene that does have... The, so, okay, have so, so I, then they should have emphasized that maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Because that, that scene, like, I, I, I liked that they, like, showed that, like, he cared about the people, but also yeah. I think that they could have emphasized that a little bit more. Yeah. Because it felt a little awkward. Yeah. In the, in the whole... Because... Because they tie it in with Timmy Chalamet tripping balls. Well, then I, w- I would like to see him trip more balls. And yeah. Because <laughs> you kind of just saw him just kind of see a face, and that's not yeah. really that trippy. Yeah. Because we don't see him do that throughout the whole movie, so it's like, well, this really doesn't make much of a difference because we've been seeing him doing this all the time. Yeah, that scene would have been better if they had they, 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 they hadn't. I get you want you want, you want to see Timmy Chalamet a couple more times before he becomes, like, before he gets really involved with, with the melange, but, like... That scene, like it, it carries a lot more in the book, and then we was like, it's like damn the Milan, like damn the spice, like he's talking about we carries yeah. a lot more of the people than, than the spice, which, yeah, I think because because that focus of, the, of, of that scene is Tony Chalamet being weird, yeah, uh, <laughs> that doesn't carry over. I don't that doesn't carry as much weight as it does in the book and the other movie, right? Yeah, so I mean, that that's just me. You, you might think it's different, or yeah, different. I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. I feel like they kind of combine. I mean, I get it. You're trying to combine up. 200 page or like 600 page book into a movie yeah and <laughs> so. well again in my university like we had to talk about how like how hard it is to translate film or from literature yeah because like literature obviously you get to see inside their minds and also you can like freeze time in in books and like you can have all these complex emotions whereas in a film that's like a second <laughs> and that's a very big part of Dune because like a lot of the, a lot of the, the story is Dune is told like in people's heads yeah so they they try to do that and they do do Lynch version I'm, I, 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 I wanted to watch it so you can see like because like they, they have characters kind of like whispered which is happening in their minds which just makes really, really long pauses of like right yeah in, <laughs> in person which is a lot so this movie does kind of get around that in, in, in clever ways but it involves combining certain scenes and yeah, whatever yeah. and like and, yeah. and, and yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see the second one. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, I'm curious when it's announced and they started some pre-production. Well, I'm I'm assuming that like they probably filmed some of the scenes like while they're filming the first one. The one scene for sure, like where Timmy Chalamet sees him in the gold armor. Yeah, like like that scene's from right out right out of the second half. Like, so. like I'm guessing that they would have had to like film them somewhat side by side, and like since it like was released as part one. Like, it feels like you can't just be like, well, no, we're going to stop making them. I mean, it's chapter two wasn't, um, wasn't announced and started production until after, after chapter one came out. So, yeah, but the, like, they don't need to be tied together. That's true. Whereas like, if you come out like it, or like, if it was like it part one, like it didn't come out as that, it came out as it. I mean, it, it does, uh, it chapter one, it it, it it does say at the end it, it, the last the, the final title card is chapter okay. one. Okay. So well, similar. Okay. Different. You you got me there. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. anyways, I give this movie two thumbs up. It was quite good. I also give it two thumbs up. It's off. I, I was shocked at how much I liked it actually because I was like I was going into it I was like eh, I'll probably get like maybe three three and a half stars. Yeah. Uh, like it looks like 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 a sort of fun sci fi epic. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? This is this is. 
good. This is a good movie. Dave Villeneuve, once again, does not miss. Yeah, so, no, I, I was happily impressed with this film. And I uh, I would watch it again. Me too. It is long, but not as long as some Marvel movies. That's true. It's shorter than Endgame. And Infinity War. Yeah. So There you go. Anyways, do you have any recommendations for this week? Oh, um, the audio book on, on, on Audible. Um, I'm coming on chapter 12 of it. Um, but it's got a lot of good narration, different cast members for each character. So it, there's some production value and money in it. That's nice. Um, but it makes it makes the book so much more easy to easy, easy to listen to. Right. So the audiobook version of Dune, um, the the movie version of Dune, Dune from the eighties. Um, it's definitely worth, worth worth watching before just to see how different filmmakers yeah. take take this movie differently. Yes. Or take the differently. Yeah. And since we are in spooky season, I recommend Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 70s version. It has Jeff Goldblum in it. It's great. Nothing wrong with them. Highly recommend. Um, I also recommend the Disney Plus show Only Murderers in the Building. Oh, I heard this guy. It is so good. I it's it's not like like, oh, this is the greatest show of all time, but it is so much fun. Uh Martin Short and uh What's his face? Steve Martin. Steve Martin are great together. They're always funny together. Mm-hmm. And Selena Gomez makes a great uh, sort of foil to the two of them. And it's it's just a lot of fun. I it's it's a it's a good show. I recommend it. That's why it's in my recommends. I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, it's it's short. It's ten episodes. They obviously lead up to a second season because, of course, they do. Yep. Um, but uh, I'm excited for the second season. And I like it when they're kind of shorter seasons and like they don't drag on too much. Yeah. Uh, they kind of like in this series they cut a lot of the fat. Um, I mean now's the time to watch it because you can binge it. I, I watched it each week. And okay. It was, uh, it was good. Okay. That's. And yeah, I think that has been our uh, our episode today. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time when we talk about something. A movie, probably. Bye bye now.